Hello, praise God everyone. Um, following our last sharing, someone asked me a question. And I'm so grateful the Holy Spirit has been revealing so many things, so many answers to that question. She asked me, is it important for us to read the Old Testament? But my first question is, if that Old Testament wasn't important, why would God have given us that part of the Bible? Why would he stress us if it wasn't important? So we are going to look at the importance and the similarities that make this Old Testament important as much as the New Testament. First and foremost, this Bible is full of stories. Stories that are very true and reliable and dependable. That is why there is no situation you go through in your life that isn't there in the Bible. There is always something to relate. Now, one thing I want you to mark is that there are like two places of perfection in the Bible. There is Adam before his fall, before he sinned. His blood was directly from that of God. He had no parents. He had no ancestral blood. Second was Jesus. He was also formed in his mother's womb by the Holy Spirit. Those are the only people who tried. Okay, Jesus was completely perfect. But then Adam was perfect at the beginning. Okay, when we look at the following points that I've borrowed from another preacher. For example, during that time of perfection, God created man and woman. That shows us that when it's time for marriage, it's supposed to be a husband and a wife, not a husband and a husband or whatever they call it when both of them are male or both of them are female. We look at another fact whereby it is not Adam who asked God for a partner, but then God himself realized that Adam needed someone to be with. So when the time is perfect. God knows that at this point in time, this person needs a partner. And then it is God himself who chose for Adam the suitable partner and gave him Eve. That is the mistake we do. We are the ones who, because of the pressure we see that our friends are getting married or they have spouses or they have partners or temporary boyfriends and girlfriends, we also rush. And probably to God, it's not yet your time. He, he set a time for everything so we choose for us for ourselves partners yet those aren't the suitable people that is why most relationships do not last so yeah since we are not talking about marriage and so on we shall go on to jesus this is the perfect example we have in the new testament because for him he he wasn't he didn't fall prey of sin at any one moment. Now, sometimes people make an excuse for their sin by looking at people in the Old Testament. Like, let me say, Solomon had very many wives and David also committed adultery with Bathsheba. But then what you must understand, me, in my understanding actually, I think these people did those mistakes for us to learn. Like they say, a word to a wise is enough. So if you saw those mistakes and then you repeat them, then I don't know what it, which position it puts you. But we're supposed to learn from those people's mistakes. Don't only read the part where he had 
those 1000 women read his ending what happened what came out of that what happened between the union of david and bathsheba what happened to solomon after he got those a thousand women they led him astray he left god and in the end he started serving foreign gods and when you read the kings that followed after him israel was a mess because they kept on worshiping other gods and they turned away from god and everything was horrible that they needed a savior and that was jesus to redeem them yeah so any person you read about making mistakes it is best you learn from their mistake than using them as an excuse for whatever you do so i don't think i have enough time to read for you all these verses but yeah let's look at the similarities or the relevance of the old testament now what i've realized is that the old testament things were more physical than in the new testament in the new testament things are very spiritual let's look at this example in the old testament the commandments were written on stone tablets in the new testament god requires us to have those things written in our hearts like they should be a part of us we shouldn't just read somewhere to remember them they should be part of us and that is why numbers 15 verses 37 here god tells moses to tell the children of israel and he tells moses and aaron to tell those children of israel to get these commandments write them on their doorposts and their clothes and so on but then when we come to the new testament matthew 23 verses 1 here we realize that jesus changes that fact what does he say then jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples the teachers of the law the teachers of the law and the pharisees are the authorized interpreters of moses's law so you must obey and follow everything they tell you to do do not however imitate their actions because they don't practice what they preach so these are like the priests the the fathers we have not these fathers the ones we have in church they tie onto people's backs okay let me go to verses five no um, verses 6 they love the best places at feasts and the reserved seats in the synagogue in the synagogues they love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called teacher you must not be called teacher because you are all members of one family and have only one teacher and you must not call anyone here on earth father the, you know the reverend fathers we refer to with that name yeah because you have only the one father in heaven okay so here he tells them he changes it at first they told them to write these things on their garments but then thereafter he says those people just write those things on their garments but they do not practice what they teach yes listen to them but do as they say not as they do we look at in the old testament as soon as you would sin god would punish you and you would die but then in the new testament after jesus is coming there came grace because someone paid a price he died for our sins so there was no need for us to die again unless when you fail to repent and then 
you meet your punishment. So this grace separated us from the direct punishment of dying there and then. You were given a chance to repent. That is Numbers 16 verses 35. So another thing is that in the Old Testament, the wars people fought were physical. For example, Deuteronomy 23 verses 9 tells us how those people were supposed to fight wars. But then, when you go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 10, it tells us, Finally, build up your strength in union with the Lord and by means of his mighty power. Put on all the armor that God gives you so that you will be able to stand again to stand up against the devil's evil tricks so this armor is now not the physical one he tells us to wear truth righteousness readiness to uh, to announce his word faith peace so these are spiritual things we have in our hearts for we are not fighting against human beings but against the wicked spiritual forces in the heavenly world so now we no longer fight such physical battles with the heathen but then we fight our battles spiritually on our knees while wearing that armor so another thing is that in the old testament sin was dealt with by getting let me say a sheep and then its blood is poured to pay for people's sins for example leviticus 6 verses 20 there they would get a goat and it would be like the one to take away people's sins by the way, Numbers 21 verses 7 also tells us about how it was a curse for someone to be put to the cross. It was only done for hardcore criminals. But then in the New Testament, Jesus decides to die in that way so that he takes the curse that was supposed to be ours. There you read about it in Galatians chapter 3 verses 13 that says but by becoming a curse for us christ has redeemed us from the curse that the law brings for the scripture says anyone who is hanged on a tree is under god's curse so he decides to take the curse on our behalf unlike in the old testament where it was only sinners and hardcore criminals that were punished that way you will also read deuteronomy 21 21 verses 22 so in the old testament the israelites were the chosen people of god but now we are also among them now those who are saved are worthy to be called children of god or his chosen nation in the old testament they moved from slavery in egypt to the promised land that is canaan and for their redemption they had to put blood on their doorposts blood of sheep and lamb so that the angel of death wouldn't harm them now we hide ourselves in the blood of christ that death and any other disasters cannot meet our lives you just have to say a prayer in faith so in the new testament our egypt or our slavery is the world walking in sin when you are a slave of sin is now what jesus referred to as being a slave so he said he came he says he came to set us free because those who believe him are free indeed whether the sun sets free is free indeed so that is the difference and now our promised land are 
the promises he assures us after we've gotten saved and walk into righteousness you know why he says seek first the kingdom of heaven and everything else shall, shall fall into line so another promised land we have is heaven itself in the old testament circumcision was a way to seal the covenant between man and god in the new testament we do not have to physically get circumcised but then um in old testament it was genesis chapter 17 but then in the new testament when you read colossians chapter 2 verses 11 let me see what it says colossians chapter 2 verses 11 in union with christ you were circumcised not with the circumcision that is made by human beings but with the circumcision made by christ which consists of being freed from the power of this sinful self so circumcision in uganda let me say it this way i think it's when it will come out clearly now in this in the new testament or what we do right now from those thoughts that prevent you from having the presence of god for example thoughts of fornication and adultery or feelings of hatred um hatred what else can i say unkindness or any sort of anything that pushes god away from you so that is the kind of circumcision we have you circumcise your thoughts and you do not think of things that put god away from you i hope my point is clear and then in the old testament when god told abraham leave your father's land and go to a land that i will show you in the old testament he physically had to leave his parents home and leave also everything that they have but then in the new testament we just have to denounce our clans why because i told you the only two people who had perfect blood from heaven was jesus and adam so we now go into the lineage of god because god's blood does not have traits like ours does for example let me say in your clan it can be following you that there is a spirit of poverty or not studying or like not getting rich or i don't know what kind of bondage your family may be having but then when you denounce your clan and your family verbally then you enter into the clan of jesus christ so of abraham isaac and jacob because those ones also god renewed them through the circumcision the covenant he made with them so that makes us new beings in christ and then in the old testament we can see that let me say sadrach misach and abednego went through physical fire but now for us the fire we go through is spiritual the temptations that come our way may not be as physical fire that we go through but then the situations that come our way so let me read this for you revelations chapter 5 verses 9 they sang a new song you are worthy to take the scroll and to break open its seals this was jesus the scroll they're talking about is where they write first like the book of death for you were killed and by your sacrificial death you bought for God people from every tribe. So with his blood, he buys us from our tribes where our ancestors used to worship small gods. So to 
you bought for God people from every tribe, language, nation, and race. You have made them a kingdom of priests to serve our God. So God does not save us to just sit there and enjoy the beautiful things he does. But he buys us that we become priests to serve God and to rule on earth. You rule in your workplace. You rule in your marriage. You rule wherever you go because God promised us all these things. But at the same time, it is also our duty to spread the word of the God of God in order to enlarge his kingdom because when we're still in the world we used to enlarge the kingdom of the devil by teaching people bad habits so the simple thing is if you want to contribute to the enlargement of God's kingdom share this audio with a friend or listen with a friend God bless you